You're listening to the Covenant Radio Podcast. Hi everyone, this is Patricia Aga and I'm totally delighted to be hosting you at today's episode of our Doing Business in Nigeria show. This is our this week's episode of the Covenant Radio show and Doing Business in Nigeria is actually one of our Covenant Marketplace um, shows hosted by Covenant Capital. This week we have an exciting guest um, who we have been conversing with for you know two episodes now this is the second episode and his name is Mike Otieno. Welcome, Mike. Thank you very much. Excited to be here. Awesome to have you here. So Mike is actually an entrepreneur and he's the co-founder of Wowzy. Wowzy is an innovative product. It's an influencer marketing product. It's designed to democratize influencer marketing. The company is headquartered in Kenya, but their operations have expanded and are expanding into six African countries, Tanzania, Uganda, Nigeria, Ghana, South Africa. I mean, it's, it's, it's going like wildfire. You know, so we're excited to have Mike here. We've had a very rich first conversation with him uh, during our first episode where we talked about, you know, building African startups with social impact. Wowzy is an African startup that has a social impact, you know, and we're continuing the conversation today on, you know, from startup. So we're going to talk about talk about from startup to scale up, the Wowzy growth journey. So Mike is going to share with us all that they've experienced so far, you know, expanding into new um new new countries uh, new markets and all that and specifically he's going to talk about how they've um, fared expanding into Nigeria so you're welcome again um, I'll you. talk about Covenant Capital a little bit for our listeners so Covenant Capital is our business advisory and empowerment unit of the Covenant Nation our goal is to reduce poverty in our nation by providing business advisory services, support, funding, and a myriad of you know learning opportunities to entrepreneurs and you know to young people and to SMEs. We have a team of experienced professionals and um, entrepreneurs who provide business advisory services and support on a one-to-one basis to entrepreneurs who experience challenges in their business. Um, Covenant Capital, we also support businesses and entrepreneurs by giving interest-free um, short-term business loans to business owners and to members of the Covenant Nation. Um, basically, you know, our loans are focused at people who um, are unable to access financing from the traditional sources, you know, like banks, due to their current risk profile. So um, we provide them an opportunity to actually access working capital to help um, run their businesses. You know, so that's part of what we do. And we're very happy to also share that we, we we actually hold things like seminars we also also hold trade fairs we also hold career fairs to help build capacity we also empower you know our participants with all the knowledge that they need um, to understand the different aspects of, of business and of the economy actually um, we also act as intermediaries um, we bring to the marketplace you know different um, needs different people and meet different needs we bring job seekers and job owners you know we bring um, entrepreneurs SMEs and their customers because we have SME fairs where we bring you know um, bring these different players to the market so doing business in Nigeria specifically what do we do we try to answer a question and what's that question how can we start how can we grow and how can we thrive as business owners you know in the Nigerian marketplace how, how can we succeed how can we be resilient how can we you know 
you know, succeed despite the uncertainties and the challenges of this market. We do this by hosting different business owners, different founders, different entrepreneurs, you know, in Nigeria and now beyond, you know, uh, who have succeeded despite the challenges and peculiarities of our African business space. We look at issues such as the choice of your business, we look at talents, we look at support structures, governance, legal issues, pricing, marketing, business development. We also celebrate milestones and then, you know, we talk about how to deal with setbacks in the business and you know, help you build resilience in, in Nigerian business owners. We look at systems that have been put in place to support the business. And this week, we're totally excited because we have with us, like I said, an exciting guest. We, we started the conversation last week with him. He's an entrepreneur. He's a co-founder for Wowzy, an influencer marketing platform. You're very welcome, Mike. Thanks for coming on this show. Thank, Thank you, you very much. much. So, Mike... Mike Otino is, I mean, he's not just the co-founder of Wowzy. He is the co-founder of Wowzy. He's an entrepreneur. He's also um, an ex-McKinsey um, staff, an ex-Palladium group staff. So he's, he's, he's moved from employment into entrepreneurship. And that transition is um, looking really good. He shared with us a bit of his journey last time. And I think, you know, we'll talk about some things around that today too. So Mike has a, strat a strategy uh, consulting background. And um, he's also the consular of International's Nairobi Professional Network, a networking group that he that brings together over a thousand members from 106 countries. Every month, he hosts a CEO networking forum for the community. And then some of the past speakers have included, I mean, the Irish ambassador to Kenya, Mr. Jeff Odundo, the CEO of the Nairobi Stock Exchange, John Ngumi. The chairman of the Kenya Pipeline Corporation, Isaac Awondo, the CEO of CBA Bank Kenya, um, Nick Nesbitt, the CEO of IBM East Africa, among others. So we have the privilege of having him here today, and we're going to talk about from startup to scale up. They're coming, Wowzy is coming into Nigeria, and already they're beginning to experience some really good success. And I would like Mike to share with us, you know, what's been the experience so far, you know, coming into Nigeria to do business. Mm -hmm. I think Nigeria, the way we think about it, um, or my experience has been, it's 10x everything in Kenya. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, 10x the opportunity, yeah. 10x the traffic, 10x, <laughs> 10x the traffic. <laughs> so we've seen a um, um, very, very exciting market. Yeah. Uh, the youth are budging with excitement, yeah. with creativity, with experience. Yeah. And I think um, I, used, I was thinking of it as the heartbeat of Africa, where things are moving very fast. Very fast. There's a lot of activity. There's a lot of... Um, know everywhere you look something is happening. something is always happening in so, nigeria <laughs> um the experience has been great uh we are lucky to have uh our initial team here we have our country manager in place we have our uh community manager in place so again finding local talent mm -hmm. to help us propel the wealthy agenda to the next level mm -hmm. has been very very important and insightful the, this is the group that has been taking care of me, taking me down to different meetings, helping me understand the culture and the nuances that are very unique to the Nigerian culture. Uh, they've taken me to enjoy some of the, the food. I enjoyed my jollof rice. Um, <laughs> I want to ask you this question. I really want to. Should I ask him this question? Should I ask? Sure. <laughs> Who has the best jollof rice in the world? Nigeria. Nigeria, for sure. obviously. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Awesome. Yeah, so I really enjoyed it. So you talked about culture. You know, I mean, it's just amazing because I'm thinking about the spread of Wowzy. Um, you're in different African countries. You know, you're spreading. You're coming to Nigeria now. And I'm just wondering, so how has the, how has the differences in culture, how has it impacted or affected or changed the way, you know, you, you do business, how, if it has, you know? Yeah, so we've, we've worked very hard. Um, by the way, immediately we onboarded the local team mm. in Nigeria. Uh, they took a flight and came to Nairobi. They spent a week. Okay. And that was very important yeah. because we would like to align the entire company. We call it the One Wowsy Campaign. The One Wowsy so Campaign. That mm. even though you're in different countries, you're actually one Wowsy the yeah. values have to be similar. Have to be similar um, yeah. The things that, you know, foundational to who we are, those will never change. Okay. And so we enable the team to come over and they really understood the values that, that guide us uh, to the next level. But at the same time, within beyond the values you'll discover there are different cultures okay. um, in the different countries that we are in. I think it's something that each entrepreneurs should be really, really keen on understanding. Um, yeah. You know, for instance, in Nigeria, there's a lot of respect to the elders. Um, so that's a very interesting cultural nuance yeah. where, whereas in Kenya, you can just say, hi, Mike. In Nigeria, you have to say, Mr. Mike, you have to be very, yeah. or doctor. It's a bit you of formality. Recognize that. Yeah. So that's just a simple example. But if you don't understand that, you may not succeed as a founder yeah. because you're bringing in, um, you're missing the mark in terms of culture. So, mm -hmm. so that's something that we're very keen on. We have sessions, uh, learning sessions. We call them lunch and learns, where in the office you'd find one of us just shares what's okay. your culture, um, mm -hmm. what should we uh, what understand, should we watch out for, what, what should, should we, we watch out for. Yeah. Uh, Nigerians are also very, you know, speedy and aggressive. Um, and that's very different assertive from, we're um, assertive uh, they're set, assertive for sure they state their things compared to maybe Ghanaians who are more laid back so all these things matter okay and they guide how we lead the company uh, they guide how we make sure that we're pulling everybody along and no one is left behind so I think mm. culture is very important but then beyond the country culture we also yeah. look at culture in the sense of um, your function in the the organization. Okay. The marketers are obviously ah, outgoing, are from everybody. excited, and they're out there. Different from Versus operations. a data engineer who prefers to hide in a corner and just sit on their own. So even beyond country culture, we look at the cultures that are forming within teams, mm -hmm. and we try and understand how do we integrate them more. How do we, you know, ensure that people are optimizing their capabilities, uh, even though they come from slightly different angle from a culture standpoint? So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting you point out the cultures within an organization and how it can be different because I've seen it everywhere. I mean, marketers, operations, uh, tech, the tech team, they're like from three different worlds. Yes. Seriously. Yes. The operations people are all about process. Is this the process? Is this the standard? Is this how we should do it? Is this, is this, is this? And marketers hate those questions. Mm. Marketers are like, I brought, I, I mean, can this work for my customer? Mm. I told the customer this, we have to do it. And they don't mm. even care if it's possible or not, True. you know? And the tech people are like, you guys, when you people finish your argument, just mm. tell me what you need. I produce, you know, yes. your, your, you know they don't like to get involved yeah. in all those personal yeah. matters. They like yeah. their computers. Mm. They like their codes. Yes. They're really not 
not so how do you i mean you have to get all these people working together to yes. be able to produce something of value yeah so i mean how how do you work i really want to know because i think yeah. it's something that entrepreneurs struggle with you know you if if for instance if you're a natural marketer you know as an entrepreneur because each each founder also has their own makeup you may be most times we are, we tend to be marketers but sometimes we don't have people who are natural marketers you have to learn True. you know maybe you're an operations person or maybe you're a tech person so how how do you work as a founder to get these three attributes all working together and then even you as an individual to make sure you're able to see these three areas you know how, how it, I, i think it's actually a tough job how do you do it yeah, yeah no no I, i think for me it's been for instance we started the hashtag one wowzy campaign which is an internal campaign yeah and the goal for me was to show that in um football team mm-hmm. there are different players there's the goalie yeah. there's the striker there's the midfielder there's the defender okay none of them is more important than none the other them. and and that's one of the things that I, you know we had a, a, a an email that was sent out just stating that that we are all working towards the same thing yeah. and then the second way we've done it is tying people around the things that bring them together and in our case it's the customer does this make sense for our influencer community does this make sense to our brands to our brands whatever you're doing whether you are just writing code whether you are marketing you are serving these two parties in one way or another yeah and so that's something that we constantly um uh, drive uh we've come up with something called the culture champions okay so these are individuals who already uh portray the wowzy culture they live it they portray it they um are aligned in the wowzy values mm. and these are people who we appoint culture champions and culture champions have been coming up with initiatives so on mm. a friday uh we have the dressing up friday um we had a day we called it the pajama Friday and everybody Pajama? came in pajamas no, to you the did office. Not. To the office. <laughs> and people oh um pushing the limits of what's possible. Yes, you'll have your changing room, you can change to your suits when you're going to the to a meeting, but that activity to just see how joyous people are. Uh, so we had the pajama day. We had the sorry, African I just I'm just thinking about <laughs> I'm very certain in Nigeria if you do a pajama day people are going to go and buy new pajamas they're not going to come with because that's what I'm going to do I'll go and buy a new pa- who is coming with <laughs> Yeah and then we have someone who wins uh, based oh, on that okay. um by the way to bring everyone in the office, in the office. together because it's yeah. an activity that's now touching on everyone Yeah and we've had African um where they Where people came with African wear. We had a sports day. Mm-hmm. I think this today actually I'm here, but it's professional dressing day. Okay. And you'll see in our Slack channels, in our WhatsApp groups, videos and images being shared. So it's creating that sense of belonging. Mm. Um and that's something that beyond the technology, yeah. Wowzy really focuses on people. Okay. really focus on culture we mm. really focus on making the environment conducive because we know you can't go wrong with talent 
yeah you can't go wrong with talent you yeah. can't yeah. you actually can't yeah. i mean culture is so important and i think a lot of us um, take it for granted um in organizations i mean there's a, there's a saying that says um, um culture eats strategy for for lunch mm-hmm. <laughs> so mm-hmm. you can strategize mm-hmm. all you like if you have the wrong kind of co- organizational culture your strategy probably would not be executed properly mm-hmm. you know so it's so interesting to see at how wowzy is already you know making sure culture is a priority and you're building actively the right kind of culture breaking down the barriers between the the units that you don't have silos you know um, being customer focused hearing and making sure everybody understands that look we're working we're not working for each other we're working for the customer mm-hmm. so that's that's really amazing and i think that just you know takes us naturally into the whole issue of employee engagement mm-hmm. you know and um, leadership so when you started off when you started off um, Wowzy, you and your co-founders you were just a small team mm-hmm. you know just three of you and then maybe a couple of interns here and there so it wasn't like an organization so to speak mm-hmm. but now it's grown you now have representation in different countries you now have a bigger team you now have to put structures you know so in all that how do you i know you mentioned culture but how do you how do you ensure that you know um you keep engagement levels high mm-hmm. everybody feels properly engaged everybody feels like i'm part of this organization and and then you're also able to lead from a personal perspective from a personal point of view you're, you're now rising as a leader over other leaders you know so i mean how has that journey been and how have you you know made that work yeah i think um it's a number of things so i'll share on the personal leadership side i'll also share on the organizational side i think the one thing um that makes organizations feel like one is transparency okay um so we've done a lot of work around using different tools to make sure everybody has all the information they need okay. in one place so we use a tool called notion notion it's like okay. an intranet yeah. right and you go there if you are new in wowzy you will be sent a link you'll know our vision you'll know our values you'll go to marketing you'll have all the logos or material you need if you go to sales you'll you see how we pitch how we sell like all information in one place okay. i think it's something that most organizations will do but mm. we've seen it very helpful because with all the information in an organization you can't even in an onboarding process you can't give it all at once you can't yeah so finding those spaces or intranets where people can go and get all that information has been very critical to us the second thing we've opened up is communication channels so we use slack it's just like whatsapp but more for uh, corporate oriented so you have different slack channels you have the winning team chat where everybody can just banter and say things and share what they're wearing the pajama you have more serious ones for mm. different departments yeah so people feel informed okay. like now i'm in nigeria but most people feel like they're here because after this i'll share a photo from here okay most people feel involved they feel engaged they feel part of what's happening in different countries mm-hmm. and if you're having a bad day you might be like wow look at you know what's happening in nigeria let me wake up yeah let me wake up and go do something so that transparency or openness of even sharing targets guys this is where we are this is where we wanted to be mm-hmm. you know so that becomes another interesting piece so it's both a culture of responsibility and freedom we call it responsibility and freedom so you have a lot of freedom by the way in wowzy you are not checked you're not asked where you are most of the times 
but we also want you to do it in a responsible, in a responsible manner, manner right so so those are things that we've been really really keen on and they've really helped that mm. openness and so on and then obviously we have all hands meetings every monday where everybody's now sharing what's happening in that department what's happening in that country and you can feel like oh okay I actually get a sense of of being part of this bigger picture yeah um etc Awesome, awesome. So you know, you also mentioned leadership. You know that personal leadership. So how have how have you changed mm-hmm. as a leader from the part from starting up to now that you're growing and scaling? Yeah. How have you changed? I think as a leader, it's um, it's personal growth, particularly. It's being very deliberate about areas you're good at. Mm-hmm. And areas you're not good at so i think that self reflection is very important yeah so if you're not that numbers person get a fantastic accountant mm-hmm. if you're not very good at sales partner with someone different mm. so i think that that aspect is extremely extremely important to drive that you're growing as a leader and then there's no more practical things what are you reading what are you reading what are you listening to mm. so for me uh, i'm always on podcasts i watch very little tv which i am podcast, always which podcast tell uh, us which podcast do you, you so listen to there's the hbr Harvard, Harvard business Harvard review, review. very good one there's masters of skill yes i know masters of skill um, so there's a number of podcasts right, that i uh, listen Ray to Hoffman, right yeah there's another one also called uh, meditative story which is more the stories of meditation and being able to uh in a day just relax and take a walk and listen to a story so there's a lot of things that make you sane as a as a founder mm-hmm. and one of them is just what are you learning what are you listening to mm. um at the same time is who are your mentors who are the guys who you can go on to 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 ask for advice and so on and so forth so i've surrounded myself with big leaders who have been there done that and we meet every other quarter for lunch for dinner for breakfast uh, i have a philosophy never eat alone so i'm always trying to if i have a chance to have a meal with someone interesting yeah. it may not be even your field maybe i don't know i meet a scientist mm-hmm. because the, there's lessons scientists have learned in fact the way they are methodical that can help you that can help you so don't just meet uh, people in your industry which i see a lot of those clicks yeah break off a bit because innovation is sparked when different industries meet you might learn something that comes and helps you in another sector so so that's something i do um something else is being very close to the customer okay so you'll find me a lot hanging out on a weekend with influencers uh, where they are if it's a dance group that we use i'll be seated there uh, dancing with them listening to <laughs> them right uh, you'll find me going for walks with actual customers to get to know them what are the challenges is everything okay yeah. you know so you you change your role from you know just doing to being someone who's always just overseeing and supporting and delegating that's a hard shift because most founders are used to doing yeah uh, that's the biggest shift actually it's to understand that your role is also changing yeah you are more uh, i think sometimes we call it the chief meaning officer you are to give people meaning of their lives you are to inspire 
beyond just doing are you doing all these other things that are expected of you mm. do people feel like they're clear on the vision do they really know where we are going and why we are going there we? right so all those things become very important amazing and you have to repeat them every time and you have to keep doing it yes. so the more you do it actually i mean the more yeah. you get better at it actually yeah. you know so I, I assume that maybe initially it must have been tougher to yeah. leave your comfort zone mm-hmm. you know um begin to talk to people who i mean influencers mm-hmm. musicians mm-hmm. social i mean people who are just out of your industry yeah you know i think that's a big step for people and i think that's one learning that mm-hmm. i'm taking from this because most times you tend to hang around people who are most like you mm-hmm. and innovation like you said innovation happens when two different i think it's Pastor Pastor Podjo has said mm. something like this before. Mm. When two different, you know, elements come together, that's yes. when innovation happens. And yes. I think the the example he gave was when of conception, you know, to conceiving. Mm. I mean, sperm mm. and egg, mm-hmm. two different. Mm-hmm. If both of them were hanging out with themselves, no. <laughs> nobody would ever be born. Exactly. So you, you, we have to mix up. We have mm. to, you know, um, respect each other, engage with each other, find mm. out what's happening in the other person's mind, and see whether mm. you can start a combustion mm. of ideas so that's um honestly that's amazing um thanks for sharing that so in in terms of um let me see in terms of the governance yeah you know um i I recognize that you know the governance for entry into each company in each country rather it will be different the laws you know um business registration um regulations would be different you know how have you worked that you know for for nigeria specifically how did you find was it difficult so did you find it difficult what was the experience of that yeah no i think that's where you really need to get expert advice okay um governance is something that's extremely important so be ready to get expert advice and i think startups generally are not great at investing in advice right? <laughs> startups don't want to spend money they don't want to spend money nobody wants to spend but for us there are areas where we say we don't mind spend money okay one is legal compliance advice okay the other one is great technology mm-hmm. the other one is getting good talent talent yeah so they are areas where you have to invest and i think that was my biggest lesson is invest in the right people who've already done it been there and you'll find because our structure is very global so you'll find global advice in terms of where do you set up why do you set up Mm -hmm. there how many companies subsidiaries do you need where do we need them etc and all this are set up in the sense of how global companies optimize and set up. So I think the biggest thing there is getting the right advice, getting the right expert, tax expert, legal expert, uh, compliance expert, and being able to, because you can't afford them full-time. Over time, you'll need them full-time. But now, you know, find someone who's very good, working them on a project-to-project basis, and they can be able to advise you. Awesome, awesome. So that's good to know. Talent, invest in talent, invest in technology, invest in your legal and compliance. Those are very key. Thanks, Mike. So we'll just be taking a short break before you know we continue with this episode. Um, hello, everybody. Just to remind us, where this is Doing Business in Nigeria show. Um, it's part of the Covenant Radio. Our IG handle is the Covenant Radio. The, our Facebook handle is the Covenant Radio. Twitter is my Covenant Radio. And if you want to email us, email us at radio at the covenantnation.org. This is Patricia Aga, and I'll be with you again shortly.
Hello everyone, welcome back to Doing Business in Nigeria, the Covenant Radio Show with Patricia Aga. I am your host for today and we're back from our break and we have with us Mike Otieno all the way from Kenya. He's the co-founder and entrepreneur, co-founder of WowZ. WowZ, 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 I love the name, WowZ, an influencer marketing company. You know, um, Mike, you're welcome here. Thank you Thank so much you for coming. Much. Thank you. So we were having a very rich conversation just before our break. And he was, Mike was talking about, you know, we we're talking about your leadership, how your leadership changed, you know, from when you were a small company, just trying, you know, a startup, just trying to you know, start, you know, the whole idea and come up with your MVP, penetrate the market. And now that you're scaling into different countries, you know, you, I mean, you, you talked about how you change, you had to change your leadership, how to start engaging with people um, um, ensuring that your, your, your the culture of your organization is one no matter which country where Wowzi was represented and I mean it's been amazing hearing you speak and all the insights you've shared and one thing I, I know that our listeners will be eagerly expecting to hear is the one thing that Nigerian entrepreneurs always are looking for and that's funding 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 money 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 you know we're aware that uh, Wowzy recently received um, some pre-seed funding of about 3.2 million dollars you know could you tell us a bit more about that how did you position Wowzy so quickly to get you know funding mm-hmm. yeah so I think um, it's been a long journey I think it starts with uh, founders being very sacrificial in the early days so that's extremely important. Um, I talked to you about the family, friends, and fools who are the first people to give you money. So when you start early on, look for people who are around you. Uh, okay. Look for that old professor you know. Look for that family who believes in you. Look for um, someone who will just entrust you. Yeah. And more often than not, they are just doing it because of the belief in you. In you. At that time, the idea is very raw. Most people actually will confess later they don't really understand what you're saying. <laughs> like, what's this influencer thing? Did they tell you that after? Yeah, a lot of them. <laughs> so they'll tell you, we didn't really understand, but we believed in you. We knew you will figure it out. Yeah. You have a good team of co-founders and yeah. you guys will figure it out. So usually that's what you want to do in the early days. Don't go too early to institutional investors. Mm. Uh, for one, they will not, uh, you know, be interested. But at the same time, uh, you need to figure that out. People love you to come with something in your hand. You know, yeah. do you have an idea? Have yeah. you tested your first customer? Does anyone want it? So that, put in the hard work okay. in the early days. So that's very key for investment raising. So basically bootstrapping. You know, bootstrapping, make sure that, you know, you're, you're very lean, mm-hmm. you know, do all you can to keep your costs low while you're building the product, you know, mm-hmm. don't go into fancy lifestyle, mm-hmm. you know, and all that. Which, and also, what yeah. skills do you have? I think a lot of the time you found, you find maybe you can code, you know, okay. use that. Maybe okay. you are great in business development, find mm-hmm. the first customer to test, to test. the okay. idea with. So. Always the founders have very good skills and okay. early days, just utilize the skills you have. 
before you start uh, going to institutional investors. Okay. Yeah. That's that's really, I mean, that's the issue of skills. That's really interesting. I'm just wondering, I mean, amongst your co-founders, so what's, what did each person bring to the to table? To the table, yeah. yeah. So we have Brian who's very tech-oriented. Okay, he's so a tech person. Pro- product is happiest when it's deep in the product and okay. working with all the engineers and data scientists to get the product to the next level. Then you have me who's more happy getting the business, finding the brands, uh, building the right partnerships and so okay. on and so forth. Then you have Dr. Bashir who's more of a governance person. So he'll talk about all the things that no one else is thinking about. Okay. Is the company set up? <laughs> is it right structures? Yeah. Have you set up to pay your taxes? All those mm-hmm. little mm-hmm. things that are very important. So that triple um, combination is what enables you to be able to build uh, the right the right business. Mm, awesome, awesome. So I mean, what I hear is that everybody has to bring something to the table, and then the skills you have. So I mean, for those who are coming from an employee background, the skills you've been able to build, and even as a small business owner or as you know in whatever capacity, um, as a learner, a lifelong learner, the kind of skills you're able to build are skills that you can deploy even in your in your startup. Mm-hmm. You know, at the very initial stages, before you start, you know, specializing and getting people to handle some of the things that you used to handle before, you know. So that I mean, that's that's really good. Um, so talk to us about talk to us about this financing that you got. Mm-hmm. You know, this money because three three million dollars <laughs> sounds like a lot of money. Like yeah. sounds very good, you know. Yeah. And I know African African um, startups have been doing well mm-hmm. in terms of funding and financing. You know, but how what do we do specifically? How do you make your startup? attractive you know to this kind of financing yeah yeah so 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 that's the, the fundamentals as i mentioned at least have a minimal viable product okay at least have MVP, traction have some traction um, have a good team good team sometimes it's just the team of founders okay that really uh should be attractive so i think the first step is just have the fundamental right okay however much you go out there without that fundamentals no one will be interested in you Okay. And then there's this whole concept about being investor ready. Yeah. So investor readiness is like a whole thing. Mm. And there's a number of components to it. Okay. The first one is, um, you know, uh, developing the right documentation, uh, making sure you have a nice pitch deck, making sure you have a nice financial model, hmm. making sure you're speaking to the right investors based on your stage. Yeah. You realize even investors have stages. Oh, really? There are those who only invest early stage. There okay. are those who do Series A. There are those who do Series B. There are those yeah. who only come at Series C. So you, if you talk to a Series A company uh, investor and you're still early stage, you're wasting time. So it's also understanding mm. the philosophy and the background of that venture fund you're speaking to, okay. uh, etc. Look for introductions if you can. Uh, participate in hubs. We started in the iHub which is equivalent to CC Hub. Okay. I think CC Hub even bought iHub or something like oh, that. I think so. I think yes. I saw that in the, in the yes. news. Yeah. So, so there's that. Spaces like those are very important for us. Those were spaces we would attend seminars. Whenever there were conversations around startups, we would be there. We made very good networks. Some of our employees were also hired in the lift or in the corridors. Wow. Because it's already a community that okay. you can tap into. Okay. Yeah, the Wolsey logo was developed by um, a designer we met uh, in the corridor. 
Oh, really? And you're like, oh, what do you do? Oh, I do design. Okay, girl, great. Okay, let's get into a deal. And that ability to brush shoulders is also very critical to positioning your startup. I think storytelling is an aspect that's underestimated, hmm. but that's very important. How do you tell your story? How do you position the brand? Mm-hmm. How do you write LinkedIn articles? Are you appearing in various media to discuss, uh, you know, to become a thought leader, to discuss matters that you are expert in yeah. and sharing it out? Are you writing articles? So all mm-hmm. those things are very important to position yourself for the for the global stage. Wow. Uh, but then also can contextually, the market is just ripe. There is a lot of uh, billions of dollars chasing opportunities in Africa. So it means if you just differentiate yourself a little bit, and Nigeria, by the way, is leading in terms of that access Yay! to that funding. Um, so that's something that we should be very excited about. There are, I would call them giants who've gone ahead yeah. and they've shown it's possible. They've shown you can get great returns as an investor in Africa. Yeah. And now more and more guys are willing to taking the bet. Okay. So it's a very good time if I was, um, I was going to say if I was younger. But yeah, um, <laughs> I, I, I am still young. So the, this is the time to actually start a business. Yeah. Wow. That's, I mean, this is so encouraging. So this is the time, guys. Everyone, this is the time. There's a lot of work to do, but really, it's almost like the, the stage is already set. Yes. And it's ready for Nigerian entrepreneurs. But we just have to get things right. You have to get our governance right. We have to have the right structures. We have to have the right support systems. The hubs where you, you I mean, the hub you got involved in, I think that was very instrumental to you getting the right kind of talent, the right idea mixing, you know, and all that so you know be part of a community of people or of professionals of entrepreneurs who you know you can rub minds with um so i mean this is really really interesting so um so were you approached for this were you were you, were you approached or how, how did you did you guys go actively seeking for the funding or you actively sought for the funding yes yes we actively sought for the funding okay. in a stage where we felt we needed now to scale up as you okay said. yeah and then we put our house in order developed okay. our documents and went out having conversations with investors okay and what you find it's you know it's very difficult in the beginning but once you find what they call a lead investor once okay. one person makes a bet on you yeah then everybody else starts and everybody else starts scrambling. because they don't so want usually, to miss out i would say the key is just find that one person who find the one the person idea. Okay. usually it's an investor who has maybe previously invested in the same space okay or was previously working in the same space um etc so that mm-hmm. that synergy mm-hmm. if it exists uh, you'll find that investor believes in you and everybody else jumps in and supports you. So so yeah. when you were engaging with the investors, did they have a better understanding of the whole space of influencer yeah, marketing? They understood the creator economy. Oh, okay. The inf- influencer marketing is a part of the creator, creator economy, economy. Okay. And it's set to be one of the largest crea- uh, be, uh, economies in the world. And Nigeria should know. Oh, yeah. In Hollywood. Definitely. Like that's a whole creator economy with the yeah. music, uh, you know, being streamed all over the world, you in Nigeria understand the creative economy. So Wowzi is just a caveat of that. It's believing that we have, everyone is a creator essentially. Yeah. Everyone yeah. has it in them. And if you're given a chance, you might be the, it might be your chance to break out, mm-hmm. to be known, to be mm-hmm. discovered, mm-hmm. to go to the next level. 
Um, so that's 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 the sort of thing that we we are enabling. Awesome. So for for those of our listeners who weren't at the first episode, I, I would like you to still you know backtrack a bit and just tell us a little bit about what Wowzy does and, and the potential it has for impacting our uh, our youth and also SMEs and corporates and you know the kind of value they bring into the markets. Mm-hmm. So Wowzy is a platform that connects. Uh, brands and social media influencers. We enable social media influencers to earn an income by developing content and posting on their social media. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, we enable businesses to sell more, to reach more people, to create more awareness. Uh, and it's all done through a platform. Mm-hmm. We like thinking of it as an Uber for influencers. So that's something that um, is very, very interesting. So you'll find a brand that is looking to promote um, diapers, for instance, might work with moms. And moms would say this is the best diaper and so on on their social media. Or a musician looking to promote a new album might come to the platform to get TikTok guys to run a challenge for him. Okay. So those are use cases that we've seen uh, that the Wowzy platform enables. Awesome, awesome. So Wowzy is here. Wowzy is here now coming to Nigeria. Um, maybe talk a little bit about you know what you, the Nigeria space basically. What's you've you've shared what is attractive about you talked about the macros that you looked at as a, as a company. You've talked about you know our our reach, our creator economy, and all that. Um, so just share with us a little bit more about your early impressions about Nigeria. You know, so what are your early? I mean. Yeah, this is just, just yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, what your early impressions about uh, doing, you know. Lagos in particular, I've been told it's the center of excellence. Mm. And uh, I believe it because everybody you speak to is very assertive, um, you know, talking very big, going for big things. Mm. So I think that's something that has come out very clearly. Uh, it's very young and buzzy. Very so you young. can see a lot of activity, mm. a lot of young people. Uh, so the demography is ripe for for this type of model that we are looking at, mm-hmm. and also looking around, all the companies that matter in the world are here. Yeah, here. I saw Oracle, I saw Microsoft, mm-hmm. I saw Procter Gamble, Coca Cola. Everybody is here. Everybody. So they see the opportunity, uh, and so do startups like ourselves. And I think in our industry, it would be quite interesting to find ways and synergies to to collaborate. Uh, but also we are seeing a lot of convergence. Uh, yesterday night I met a founder who's expanding from Nigeria to Kenya. Oh, and okay. we are helping them. Similarly, uh, she was also like, okay, let me know, how can I connect you? So people are very open to yeah. opening doors, to collaborations, yeah. to partnerships, uh, which is something that has really been attractive as well uh, in this market. Awesome. I mean, you're, you're spot on in terms of talking about how assertive we are and, you know, how bold. I think we're just a bit different. We And I think we are, the, the average Nigerian is, is a natural entrepreneur, you know. We like business here. We like, you know, we like to create value. We like to exchange value, you know, and um, I think that is something that is very helpful. Um, because it makes us innovative. So despite the challenges we have in the environment, you still find that people are overcoming the challenges every day and they're you know, building successful and resilient businesses. Okay, so uh, we have just a few minutes more, but I'm still eager to hear um, a little bit more about, you know, where do you see Wowzy going in the future? I mean, obviously you're expanding yeah. in Africa. So tell, give us a vision. Where, where will Wowzy be? You know, and how can we connect with you? Yeah, I think... Wowzy is um, 
a number of things if we think about the future uh, we see ourselves as enabling what we call social commerce social uh, commerce what's which that is uh, it's, a, it's a big industry it's where you might see in china uh, one individual was able to sell uh, 1.2 trillion dollars worth of uh, lipstick in 12 hours what on a live he went on a live in his instagram or uh, do um, their version of tiktok okay. and he was just selling and people were able to order in real time so as logistics is being formalized mm-hmm. as creators are coming out mm-hmm. we want to turn all these creators into storefronts so you won't need a shop everybody will be a shop Everybody will be a shop. Yes. Hmm. You can decide to sell those glasses. You can decide <laughs> to sell your dress. Yeah. And people can buy at their point of uh, inspiration. You're drinking a Coca-Cola. Can I buy it right now? When wow. I'm inspired, right? And can it be delivered by some logistics company? Mm-hmm. Um, that's where we see it going. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's going to be the future of commerce. Hmm. Uh, it won't be people just going to supermarket. It will be like people being able to do group buying if i were to buy bread alone versus if the 10 of us both bought bread it'll be cheaper it'll so be cheaper, that network definitely. buying will become something that will become more and more existent and mm. we want to be part of that revolution of commerce uh, in africa yeah that sounds like a glorious future glorious vision and the great thing about it is that it's going to bring value for everybody exactly it's going to bring value for the youth for the social influencers it's going to bring value even for the businesses yeah because now they're going to have a very easy way much immediate very, very immediate way of um, increasing their their patronage increasing revenues publicizing their their product services launch events different things and you see the you see the results almost immediately you know from from your wowsy platform so thank you so much thank you so much mike it has been i i really feel like keeping you for longer i still have some other questions buzzing in my head do we have time i think we ha- i can ask i think i can ask you know one more question so mike tell us a bit about you so apart from the fact that you're a co-founder you're you're a strategist you're an ex-consultant with mckinsey tell us something personal about you you know what do you like to do <laughs> um what do you like to do what are your hobbies you know yeah so, so as i mentioned when we met four four things are meaningful for me so the first one is faith so believe in god and you know being able to trust us is a higher power you're not doing all these things by yourself yeah i think the second one is uh, family so family is very important to me uh, my brothers my sisters uh, my fiance all those are very important to me and this is what keeps you grounded as you try and do these big things you have somewhere yeah. to go and just be supported and people who just look at you as you and then i think uh, over time fitness has become very important so the health yes. you know i like that you showed me the where max zuckerberg did a run <laughs> i asked this gentleman to help me also take a jog there over the <laughs> on weekend. our lucky koi bridge yes, the koi bridge <laughs> famous bridge so i want to do my uh, running and become more fit okay. um and then oh, finally what the, the farm the company okay. i want to continue doing work that is meaningful things I'm passionate about things that make put a dent in the world our legacy in nature awesome so, so that's that's me for you in a nutshell awesome awesome yeah. thank you so that's the four f's basically it says faith family fitness and did you say fun? farm farm the farm 
the farm. Yeah, uh, as in company. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. okay. Yeah. Awesome, awesome. So it's been so interesting. It's been a wonderful session with you, Mike. Honestly, I think our listeners are totally enthralled, just like how I am. Thank you so much. Um, so everybody, if you want to connect with Mike, you can send an email to him at mike at wowz.co. So wowz is spelled well, wow, <laughs> wow, then zi.co. At Twitter, if you want to reach out to him on Twitter, is at wowzy underscore ng. On Instagram, is wowzy underscore ng. And the same thing for Facebook. Thank you for being here this week. It's been our pleasure. This is um, Doing Business in Nigeria show, and it's on the Covenant Radio show. Our IG handles is the Covenant Radio. F- Facebook handle is the Covenant Radio also. And Twitter is my Covenant Radio. You can email us at radio at thecovenantnation.org my name is patricia aga and i'm always excited and happy and privileged to be hosting this show with you today thank you so much mike again and most um, welcome wish you and wish wowzy a wild and wondrous entry into nigeria thank you very much (laughs) thank you see you all next week bye you're listening to the covenant radio podcast 